Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have a great dude and driver, John Elrod, out of Georgia, chatting about battle-tested, Clarksville, and life in general. Before getting to it, if you want to find out what events are going on, check out driftlink.com, and that is with a Q. Uh, let's do this. Yeah. No, but I don't think I've ever actually like, talked to you person-person. I think like there was that one event, um, just like a little background before we actually get going. Like, yeah. There was that one event. You saw me at, I was with Marco, you know, that's who I hang out with, Marco. Yeah. They're, like, deep friends of mine, like, you know, before they had a kid, before they even lived in Tennessee, really, you know, we got some, we got some background, and then uh, Rob Apane, I don't think you know Rob, but... Um, I've talked like, that's to the, like, online, the I think, is as much as I've done. Yeah, that's the battle-tested group. Yeah. That's the battle-tested group. And, like, since not all the boys are on here, I don't want to steal the thunder. So we'll keep it as just, like, a about, like, with John and my car and my stuff and stuff. And then hopefully, eventually, we can get all the boys together. And, yeah. I don't know, maybe you can, we can get you going on some gas or something and roll up to Clarksville, set up a little thing, and then have the boys all together. And then I can, like, remote call in. Because I'm the only one that lives out here. Yeah. Um, our buddy Chase is about to be moving out of South Carolina, but other than that, like pretty much majority is on Clarksville. So at least this week, you talk as much it. trash about every one of them that you want, and they can't defend themselves at the moment. Yo, so legit, me, Rob, <laughs> and Gabe, because like Rob works nights and stuff, and he doesn't do a fucking thing at night. Yeah. So he'll like be working, and I'll call him up, and I'll like, "You busy?" He's like, "Nope." And I'm like, "Sounds like you're fucking working hard." So then we'll like third person called jay because jay's never doing anything and then we'd like all like have like a phone podcast basically and all we would do is just talk shit like different <laughs> drivers and then like we were just like this would be great if we made it real without like people fighting and stuff yeah. like we were legit asking like what's your three least favorite pro-am drivers right now locally like straight up just <laughs> asking like just down to the nitty-gritty we talked to Matt Lynch, Kevin White down in Alabama, yeah. and yeah, we just randomly asked people, and we treated it like a podcast, but we weren't recording. But man, we were getting down nitty gritty, like like who would you fight in FD? Like <laughs> <laughs> like legit, just like straight to the point. Who question. could you drink under the table? <laughs> we didn't ask that. That's a good one. I didn't think oh, about man. that one. Yeah, yeah. There there were questions. I started writing shit down. Like it was so serious. Uh, which like it's like which pro two driver would be the saw, first saw, one to throw a punch when drinking? Well, I saw you were doing like the podcast and stuff, and I listened to. I love Jace Trevino. Me and him are drifters beard chugs because he would like my beard chug, and we weren't friends though. And then I liked okay. his, and we did it forever. And then one day I had like this sentimental beard chug, <laughs> like I was like. This is for you, Jace Rubino, like specifically for you. And like me and him had never exchanged a word before that. And I was like, I just like this dude. He's fucking shit. And I seen him drift and everything. We just never talked. And then funny thing is I did that. And then I saw him at the car event, the one where you saw me when I just got my E46 painted. Yeah. And then this last event where I was actually driving that time. Uh, no, actually, no, I saw my NFS. I saw my NFS. I was driving everything. He was standing in the same circle of me, and we didn't even exchange words. And then when I had like 
got my car painted. I didn't even drive though. My shit was doing stupid stuff as normal. Um, we finally were all together and we all talked finally. You know, we could. Um, Amazon Alexa listening. Yeah. So did you check out the Jay Strabino podcast at all, or? Yeah. So I checked that one out. I checked out a little bit of the Tyler Berry one, um, and then I listened to uh, Corey Cooper's. Okay. Because I'm a I'm an LS homie as well. For sure. You know. So the human one's amazing, but the sound quality wasn't the best on that one. I'm not going to lie. We're not on air right now. So I'm just going to go out and say it. I definitely only listened to like 10 minutes of that one. Oh, <laughs> like, it hurts. It, it was the first one. So I was trying to see what it was about. And I don't know, like around when they were talking about the frog game, I lost it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't listen anymore. There's two. I mean, honestly, there's like a little too much bullshit. Like, <laughs> I got you. I'm all down with that. And I'm not going to say that the battle test boys will be any different. Like that's all we do is <laughs> like, you, Never. you heard our little phone podcast. All we do is just talk shit. So, um, hopefully we can get an actual good story about how everything started and everything that, why we are who we are, but, but I, I mean, don't know. You listen I to the Strabino podcast and you're like, Oh yeah, he doesn't talk shit at all or talk. Just go on random ta- tangent type of stuff. Oh, I know, I know Jay Strabino that like, that's expected. <laughs> It'd be fun. Yeah. I, I really would, did not want that to go in any other way than what it did. That was perfect. No, that was good. I listened to the whole thing and I, I think it's funny. Cause like, I feel like Marco's been up on so many podcasts that like he has to make a, an appearance. Yeah. And I hit Marco up at the last event and was like, and wanted to see if he was interested and he was so. Uh, hopefully we'll get him on here uh, sometime soon. Um, and then I got a pro one driver, hopefully planned soon as well. So that should be amazing. There you go. Who's it, like Taylor hole or something. That is exactly it. <laughs> Cause I know that boy, that boy's in McDonough, Georgia. And I was just at a, uh, an event in Cordell, Georgia, which is South of where he's at. And I know he's from Georgia. So I was kind of like, I, I know he's the closest driver, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I did media for him at FD Atlanta this year, so I got my connection in that way. Yo, his his car driving through NSS was just fast. Like, it ripped at NSS. Holy shit. Yo, going through that turn is fast already for any like normal driver, but that boy was like savage and probably like, through the turn, not entry speed, like through the turn, like probably an extra 15, 20 mile an hour faster than everybody else. Oh man. And, like I just wanted to nickname his car, the weather machine. Cause there was like the whole place was just a cloud whenever he was done. Holy shit. Yeah. And, um, and things like that kind of helps me determine that I'll never try and go pro. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I think he's at like a 900 horse or eight fifty or something in his Cadillac. See, um, I love building cars, though. So it's not far fetched that I'll ever be at that horsepower range. Yeah, but I will always stay grassroots. I will not ever jump to the pro am level. Oh, you'll never even try out for pro am. Why not? I've talked about it. Are we recording? Uh, I'm always recording. I oh, can, you're always recording. I can just cut one. Okay, though. it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um. So, no, I'm not gonna. The reason why and. So we go way back to where 
like about 2015 or so or 14 actually like when when me and marco met and stuff and we started up the Clarksville events actually like um misfit toys racing they were doing autocross and then they wanted us to they want to get some drivers over to the autocross to show that the track owner that like we can bring a good amount of spectators and drivers with drifting oh hell yeah and to kind of prove it like i was deployed at the time but like we we had the couple cars go out there and that it did just that it brought a bunch of um like there was just like donuts. It was like really small, but like everyone was like circled around recording and stuff like that. So then, then the track owner or the track owner's son kind of talked to uh, Misfit Toys Racing, and they were like, "Let's try this out." So then the first event started up, and it was like very basic. We we're still trying to figure out what layouts. And then we found that that downhill was the best. And then that's pretty much what's always getting around. It's a good time though. But for me though, as competition goes, the last time me and Marco tandemed was back when he had that RB25 Neo S13. And I think I had like a fairly fresh rebuilt SR. That's what I had at the time. It was 410 horsepower wheels. Nice. And 93 octane pump gas on like 18 psi like like i said i just i love building stuff so we were tandeming and it was like the most okayest tandems you can think of (laughs) so then here we are four years later marco's got a corvette now i'm living in georgia and i make it up to clarksville probably like not exactly a month at a time, but like probably a month and a half or so. Like I make myself, I make my time to make it up there quite sure. frequently. And are you planning on hitting up the next event up there? When is that one? I would have to double check. Their social media has kind of gone to hell lately. Yeah, um, I think there's one. There's a two day in September. I think it's like Labor Day or something like that. Probably. I think that's. I think that one is the is the last two day of the year. Um, yeah. And then, uh, there should be one in August, but I don't for the life of me remember when it is right now. Yeah. I'll be ta- out of town for that one. I literally next week. So, okay. uh, or, or I mean tomorrow. So <laughs> anyways, yeah, I'll be gone for like four weeks on that one. So I miss a lot of events, but anyways, yeah, yeah me and Mark were finally able to get Tams and I don't know if you saw the picture of the video. Um, like he was literally on my door. And it was the best times you could have with your, like, one of your best friends. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. His birthday's literally a day before mine. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we're just, like, really close friends. And, you know, we were always, like, when I was in the Army, we were always deployed on, like, opposite time frames. So there was, like, a two-year period, I think, where we saw each other for four months. Oh, man. Yeah, we're really close friends, though. And then we also got Dustin and Chase and then Rob Aponte, uh, um, which is kind of like the manager of BT. But about about me, though, like my – I have a BMW, a 99 BMW 328i, uh, painted Fire Mist Red along with a majority of the Battlestar guys. And I have a 6.0 LS. Everyone going red with battle tested or 
So what happened was me and uh, me and the boys were all talking years ago. Like we're talking like 2015 or so. And that was a, a color we kind of agreed on. Like we'll all paint our cars this. And then like I painted mine. My S13 was the first one to get painted. I had a S13 beforehand. Yeah. And I painted it. I had wet Cerberus 2s on it. It was caged. It was a beautiful car. And then no one else really painted their cars. And then we met Jay Glasgow, which, or Gaz Glau, or however you say it. <laughs> so he was, uh, we met him when he was in 20th replacement and in the military on Fort Campbell. That's like where you first go three shots. That's before you can get to your actual unit. Oh, wow. Like we swooped him up quick. We were like, Hey man, like I heard you do videos and you have an S 13 with RV 20 in it. Like let's his, kick it. You know, his media I tried to get him to go to Memphis. I tried to get him to go into Memphis with me, but um, he couldn't make it. Cause I was drifting an event that weekend and I was trying to like, tell him like, you can ride with me, just hop on in and I'll cover everything, you know, yeah. but he couldn't make it. But anyway, so Jay was the next person that painted the car fire miss red. And then I crashed my S 13 at a Clarksville event <laughs> head on collision. I don't want to give names or anything, but it was a head on collision with the Miata and the chassis was done. And at the town, at the, yeah, at, at, yeah, the good old Miatas. So at the time I really wanted to go pro M. So the chassis was done with the frame rails bent and you've seen Terrell's car, right? Yeah. That is my old chassis. That's the same car. <laughs> the, the car that, uh, I, I asked him if he bought the BMW instead of replacing his starter because he was using the BMW to tow his 240 to get it to start. Cause he has to push start it. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like, he still has a starter that's not working, but he bought a new car. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, did you see the picture I got of it? The battle tested underneath the hood. Yeah. And it's funny cause I'm standing right next to it. Yep. That's right. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I think that's a, that is a different hood. It might've been Marco's old hood or something. Cause like my hood that, I, I spray painted battle tested under my hood, but that was the one that was in the collision. I had like an S13 hood with a URAS hood bent on it. And then I spray painted battle tested on it, but that was the one in the collision. So that one obviously isn't the same one. Yeah. And that one spray painted battle tested on it. So I'm wondering if that like what happened to me, Marcos or something. Like, I don't know where it came from or Terrell just happened to spray paint that on there or what. I was just like, I hadn't seen, I didn't think he was part of the whole battle tested thing. Um, I'm like, that looks like a sweet picture lined up. Let me take a shot of this. Yeah. And that's exactly what it looks like. It just coincides with just what we all did at the time. And, you know, in, in previous, previous careers, I guess you could say now for some of us and, yeah, or current you know, for others. yeah, current for others. And, you know, like, my first one at the last partial event, uh, the little center light that goes in the trunk that yeah. fell out first run. And I had a kidney come out of my bumper, um, first run. And then I had like car issues. And then I got those fixed. And then we went out and Marco was like getting on my door or 
I'm hitting cones and shit, like 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 super like wide cones. I picked the widest lines I could so Marco could get on my door, <laughs> and just doing everything I could, you know. And and that's that's like how we look at these cars, you know. Marco made it out of NSS with like a blown up fender, and and that, that's kind of like where the name came from. It's not even just about what our professions were. It was more these cars don't barely make it out alive half the time. Yet somehow Marco's car can take out two doors for two forties and take no damage. I, I'm still beyond belief for that one. I know, and and uh, the funny thing is, I'm just like I have four doors to hit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I wonder how that's going to work out. Hopefully, it's the rears. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, the the body kit I'm going to get doesn't cover the doors, so. That's uh, that's me interesting. But the good thing is, there's like seven E forty sixes every trip I make to the junkyard. So yeah. that's that's easy money right there. Yours caged? Mine is caged. Um, I also have Lexan windows on all oh, doors. Nice. Yeah, but the front and rear are still glass. But not too worried about that. Yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't think I'm going to do any like competition. Like what happened was. Going back to what we were talking about before, um, drifting with Marco and Chase and Dustin, like my good close homies, like all I wanted at the end of that was like to watch videos and just be like, people were looking out for us. Yeah. Like they, they saw us line up. They're like, oh, these dudes are about to run. Like, let's see what they do, you know? Because like I'm, I'm in Georgia now. So like that's like, that's how Top Garage is. They have like cool cars. They have like an R32 Emma, Emma Ash has an R32 with an LS in it. Then you got like was it Chris Miller or Chris Ward? I always get confused. But it, he has a, a red S15 with a KAT in it. Wow! Like it's an actual S15. Yeah, and they go out there and just get on doors. Like and and even me, I'm like, oh, it's time to go watch. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like. And that's what I wanted. And then, so that kind of like, it was like my kind of drift epiphany here recently. I was like, I don't even, I don't want to like get my car prepped for Pro-Am. I don't want to buy a race suit. I don't want to do all this stuff. I got SA 2015 helmet and that's all I need. I want to be the guy that so, people run out to go walk, see the run after they all, the one that distracts from a conversation. Um, now basically, yeah. And not me personally, but as a group. And so like I got, you know, obviously everyone's up in Tennessee and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the boys are married and have kids and all that stuff. So they can't make it down here or at all or not all the time, you know? So yeah. down here in uh, the Atlanta area, we have like iTrack Motorsports, which is um, great. I mean, if I grew up here and I started drifting here, my skill level will probably be insane. <laughs> Because Lanier is an, is an, an incredible track. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they always. I don't think I ran two of the same layouts ever. And I've probably done six events there. So by now, that's um, interesting. Yeah, because so they have the plastic barrier. So if you trash a barrier, each little one is a hundred dollars per, and you can't really register for the next event until that's paid off. Gotcha. Um, so don't mess up terribly, <laughs> but I'm out there. I wall scrapes 
you know, plenty of barriers. And as long as you don't damage it beyond belief, yeah. like as long as it's still like beyond repair. Yeah. As long as it's still usable, as long as it doesn't have like a gash in it or whatever, you know, yeah, if it's or just markings or whatever, then no one really cares. Yeah. Cause if there's a huge gash, someone else's car might make it on it and while their car's on it, but like, you don't want that to damage someone else's car or something. I don't know exactly how it works but it's a hundred dollars per so yeah. there's been dudes that have racked up like a thousand dollars yeah i get serious but we stay off them you're fine and some of the layouts are like super wide like very wide but they do like in events they'll do like craziest entry competitions and um I just talked to the organizer recently and they ran they're running uh, excite gp which is kind of like a state of drift okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I, I have no bias. Like, like I'm basically from Tennessee. I'll go. I love Louis to death. You know, oh, yeah. I also really like I track cause I live down here and I also met the owner when I went down to mid pond when they used to run events down there. And, you know, ever since then we've just been like super cool. They have different like groups. So you'll have like a novice, which typically has a lot of spin outs. And then you have intermediate, which is like less spin outs, (laughs) but then you get the jump between intermediate and advanced. And it's like the biggest jump you can think of. It's just like, welcome to FD. (laughs) I I mean, not welcome to FD. I wouldn't get that, but like definitely like, Way, better driving skill, a lot more power, or a lot more angle, and like pretty much if you're in the advanced group, which I'm in now, like if you're in the advanced group, you could just be driving normal, like oh sick, I'm thinking the course looks sick, and then have someone on your door. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, bring it, dude. <laughs> like, come on, let's have fun, you know? Like, yeah, and it's 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 a good time. It's definitely a good time, and I'm always trying to get you know, my, my homies down here and, you know, I've told like Jake, you know, like you go to grid life. If I'm in town, obviously, but like you go to grid life or if you go to, um, FD, I live 10 minutes away from Rhode Atlanta, basically. So what you're saying is whenever grid life happens, I'm going to hit you up for a place to sleep on the couch for. I'm a single dude with four bedrooms. Let's bring it. I mean, I think we just became best friends, but there you go, dude. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I told, I told Jake about that. I was like, you like, cause also they're doing the last event, um, for East 10 pro-am in September oh, at Lanier at Lanier. So I'm like, dude, if you guys need a place to stay, like, I know they stay in Airbnbs or a hotel or some shit. I'm like, dude, you can safely park your trailer here. If overnight if you need to if you come over on a thursday friday night or whatever and then you can stay over here you know um Sweet. only got so many beds though but i got plenty of outlets to pump up the air mattress so <laughs> you know what i mean so They're it's a lot more space. comfortable yeah because like when grid life goes on i'm 10 out of 10 not gonna book i'm not gonna buy a ticket to camp or anything i'm gonna take an uber back to my house <laughs> or someone that's sober that makes sense um yeah i might actually hit you up for good life after this so we'll have to talk about that <laughs> yeah i think uh, yeah i'll be in town for that one so there you go yeah so that works out that's the other i i travel for work for about like 80 percent. so 
Okay. Um, so it's a, that's the battle, but I think for sure I'll be in town for that though. Yeah. I haven't ever been to a grid life, but I've heard that they're the best thing in the damn world. Realistically. Um, I don't know. So I've heard from a certain person, a good friend of mine that said FD Atlanta is better than grid life. Oh, wow. now I will say if you've never, been to an fda atlanta you should definitely go because it's absolutely a 100 party and is the only like fd as far as i know i'm pretty sure there's other ones maybe but i know i originated from california so the first fds that i ever went to were irwindale yeah and you can't bring beer in well you're not supposed to bring beer to road atlanta fd it's supposed to my first one it's I went to though, I brought rules. <laughs> I brought 60 beers in my first time <laughs> and never had a question asked towards me. And then I found out this year that people got like turned away and stuff like that. They had to get rid of their beer. And I was like, what? Oh, dude, no way. Like the first time I went, I want to say it was 2014, maybe 2013. I'd have to ask a buddy of mine that went with me. Um, but like, I remember seeing people's cars getting inspected for alcohol or drugs or whatever. Um, and then like, I want to say, I think this was the only year that I went with just general admission and there were people walking around looking and cooler, like looking at coolers and stuff, making sure people didn't bring beer or bring any other sorts of alcohol. And see, I've heard that. So like this year though, I didn't make it and I was kind of poopy about it at first. But then, like, I found out it was raining the whole weekend, and I was like, all right, cool. I'm not mad about it. Dude, it, I mean, it rained. It didn't rain at all Friday. Yeah, I saw um, qualifying. It was fine. Qualifying but then everybody didn't have was seat fine. time. Yeah, no one had seat time in, in, in wet, though, at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then uh, I, I can't remember if it was during practice or during Top 32 that it started raining for Pro 1. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw. I saw a few drivers. So I, I happened to be in Italy and watching it. And then, like, I was at the bar. Actually, I was in Puerto Rico. I was in Puerto Rico <laughs> watching it. And then I was like, "Man, that sucks, man!" Like, I think that first run there was like five or six drivers that made it dry, and then it started raining, That's and everyone just right. started spinning out. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, because yeah. It- it was either top 32 or top 16 that it started raining. It definitely wasn't practice. Cause I yeah, so getting photos during top 32 that were definitely dry. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah, I've never been in a grid life last year. I was out of, out of, out of state country, wherever I was yeah. uh, for grid life. So this year I looked at the schedule. It's like August 20 something or something like that. Right. Oh, that's sooner than I thought it was. That will be fun to try and plan around. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I honestly don't know. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I think it's like August 20-something, whatever like the early 20s is for the weekend, like 23rd, 4th or something like that. I think that's when it is, and I just happen to be getting back from my last trip nice. around the 22nd, so it kind of works out perfect. I know my next big event that I had planned was uh, LS Fest East at uh, Bowling Green. So I actually got accepted to drive LS Fest. Fuck yeah. Are you going to? I'm not going to. You're a monster. What's wrong with so you? So two things. So two things. I really wanted to, and that's why I, I, I kind of 
like send an email out and they accepted me. Um, but the problem is, is I don't have a race suit, uh, or, mm. or anything like that. Anything fire retardant really. Um, uh, but then also like, um, with eye track, I was driving Cordial. Uh, it's like South of McDonough and like, uh, South of Macon, Georgia. So it's about two hours away from Atlanta itself, like okay. South. So I was down there. There was a, um, it was a clinic. So like the advanced drivers got to, if they registered for it, we got to drive for free, but we ran a clinic for new drivers. Sure. So yeah. So like Saturday started at nine and it ended at 11 o'clock at night. Nice. So mad seat time for the new drivers. Like I had, so the organizer, Matt gave me, Four E forty sixes and E thirty six, and then I was like, honestly, I don't know shit about BMWs because I literally bought my BMW and drove it around my my homie Dustin's block one time and immediately started tearing it apart and doing the LS swap and caging it. <laughs> yeah, like I have nothing BMW in my car. Suspension's all aftermarket, angle kit. Uh, the dip is the stock automatic diff, oh, wow. which, work, which works great with the CDO nine because it's about the same gear ratio as a 350 Z and I have a six Oh in there. And the great part is that also the front end comes off completely. So that the whole LS easier to work on, I put that thing in like six times by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy. But anyways, yeah, so we were down in uh, Cordial, Georgia, which if you ever go during the summer, bring a mosquito net. Not for mosquitoes, it's for the gnats. Oh, because it's shit. a, uh, it's like the watermelon capital of Georgia or something like that. Yeah, it's terrible. It's so annoying. But it also gets hot out there too. But we were down there and we are all sodden and it was a good time and once the advanced driver is able to drive at around six o'clock or so, I'm like lined up and there's nothing smaller than like a seven car tandem. <laughs> it's just like the biggest trains ever. And like, literally they wouldn't even let you go until there were seven or plus cars lined up. Oh, wow. So, but there's a ton of good drivers, a couple guys oh, yeah. in pro am. Um, you know, like Spencer Diaz. Yeah, he's in ten pro am right now. Um, yeah, he has a BMW with two J in it. Yeah, dude, um, he was out there in fast. his fun car. But yeah, he's yeah, that boy's fast, man, and uh, he's he's hilarious too. So I like hanging out with him. He's from around where I'm at now. So nice. Yeah, so we're we're out there, and then like I'm in first, and I go to take off. But I didn't go to take off hard or anything, and I just heard this like metallic, like sound, like bolts dropping and stuff. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, and I was like, "That's not good." So then I do what any other drifter would do: is I shift in a second, I finish my run, <laughs> and I go out there, and like the trans is fine. It's just hard to shift in the gear now. And then like I park my car, and then I won't start anymore. Like everything's fine, fuel pressure, everything. So I go to take the starter out to see what's wrong with it. 
and the ear on the starter broke off completely. <laughs> and then there's and then where the starter goes in, if you're familiar with an LS, which is on the passenger side or by the header, behind where that's at, the bell housing had a massive hole in it too. How the hell did the starter blow up like that though? I don't think it was a starter. So the reason why I don't think it was a starter is because the trans was hard shifting after I heard that noise. So I think the clutch is disengaging fully. Okay. So I feel like it had something to do with the pressure plate or the actual like throwout bearing. Gotcha. So I just I just took the starter back out yesterday because I you know, LS life. I have a warranty with AutoZone. Oh hell yeah. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get me a brand new old one, you know, no yeah. big deal. Um but then I looked deeper and there's two gashes on the bottom of my bell housing too, where it looks like something tried to break through. Ooh. So I was like, okay, I got to drop my trans. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. Yeah. So I'm definitely not going to make it to LS best. Now I'm probably not even to spectate. That's quite a drive for me just to kind of go oh, yeah. hang out, you know? Um, oh, but I, I mean, I've done that before. I've definitely driven up to Tennessee. Like I drove it to NSS. Like one time I just got back from Korea, I think. And I had the worst jet like ever. Oh. I woke up at like 4am played around on my phone, seven o'clock rolled by. I was like, NSS is going on today. I'm going to go drive up there. Man. I have a good buddy and, uh, of mine that he recently, or it wasn't too long ago. He got back from Korea and now he's living in Colorado and he was sending me pictures because he got a media pass for shooting for Dodge doing Pike's peak. Oh, wow. And nice. I couldn't be more jealous. <laughs> that sounds legit. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was amazing. Like, I just remember seeing pictures of a wide body ch- challenger, I believe on Pike's peak. And I'm like, you're getting paid to go out here and do this. What did I do wrong? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you take you take good pictures, and you also go out to those pro events. Those yeah. uh, that's pretty legit. I swear, every time I actually do make a run, though, you just happen not be there. <laughs> I got some good pictures of you. I think at one of the Clarksville events. Yeah, because that first one. So I had like a redemption. There's like this redemption thing. Me and Jay, um, we basically have this redemption thing where basically if our cars didn't make it through an event, like catastrophically, it's like our goal in life to bring that car back to that event and make it through the day. Okay. So I had two mid pond. That was right after I first LS swapped it. I had a four eight originally. Okay. And I got out there and I had the worst understeer no man, <laughs> known to mankind. Like if I did slow drifts, good to go. But if well, I started to build up any speed, it was all just understeer. Was it just trash alignment or? It'll, so, so I don't actually know. The reason why I say that is because I threw money and parts at it to fix it. Okay. So I had Geomaster 2s on it with 50 mil extended LCAs and Voodoo arms. So I had like really good angle, but the thing was sitting at like negative 90 degrees of camber. Yeah. So then I, I deployed again, like literally two weeks later, I got new coilovers and sold my old ones. 
And then I got GK Tech top hats so I can dial back my camera a little bit. Yeah. And then I also put 235 4018s in the front. Okay. So I can ensure. So I had 225s before, but then I was like, the 235s would be more planted and it's also wider, so I'll have more grip. And never had a problem after that. The car handled great. Um, so then my that, that event that I was driving it, also mid pond though, that the understeer had nothing to do with why I need a redemption. Is because I like last run of the day, at least my last run of the day, we did this like it was probably like fifteen car tandem at mid pond. And we go out there and of course in the back left corner, and you can imagine if you've been to mid pond, that back left corner where that ditch oh, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't hit the ditch though. Okay. But I went over kind of like midway down the straight somehow and, and understeered into the swamp over there. If oh. it rains a lot, I can guarantee you there's a swamp there. Shit. And then my car hydrolocked on water. Oh. And it oh. shotgunned a ride through the oil pan. Shit, dude. Yeah, so uh, redemption. Just, yeah, yeah. So the other track, though, that I had to redeem myself on was Clarksville because I crashed my car with the 6.0, which literally was my first event after doing all those suspension mods and putting the 6.0 in it and stuff like that. Right after I got back from my, my trip, I'm like doing a tandem. And then me and the Miata crashed and then done. So my second redemption track was Clarksville. Yeah. So I ended up buying a BMW, uh, four doors, like sedan, full interior, <laughs> AC worked. I'm dead serious. This thing ran and drive. So great, you just had a great daily driver car. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to do with this daily drive. Yo, like seriously, like what, ha- like you put it in reverse the rear right, like the right side mirror would go down so you can see the line on the ground. What? I'm like, it was like, I'm like, this is way more high tech than I expected it to be. Like leather interior. It had electronic seats, both front seats. And I was like, dude, like I swear to God, even I my actual daily. Seats. No, no heated seats. Okay. But my actual daily isn't this nice, yeah. which at the time I had like a 2012 Civic and everything was manual except for the windows and, and sunroof and stuff like that. But like everything was manual, the seat, the recliner, pushing it forward and back. I had to push it forward and back like a peasant, you know what I mean? So yeah. So yeah, this thing was like nicer than my actual car and part of me wanted to keep it like, dude, maybe I'll just buy another E46. I bought it for 700 bucks running and driving with pedal. Yeah. So it was automatic, but that thing was great. So then we started tearing into it and I'm dead serious. Like I bought it two weeks after I crashed it, which is around July weekend. Yo, we are throwing like, M80s inside of it. We were ruthless <laughs> with this car. Throw like Roman candles at it. Just everything. We 
you're just blowing this thing up. Were you just trying so to convince like, yourself that there's no way that I want to go back on this and make this a decent car again? Or? Basically, I mean, like each seat was like 50 pounds. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, they're so heavy. So ripped it apart and literally built this car about 90 percent of it in my buddy Dustin's driveway, <laughs> not in his garage, in his driveway. Jeez. Like, I'm literally talking, like, caging it, painting the interior angle kit, LS swap. Is it a turbo uh, LS or just LS? It's just LS. Okay. Um, I got I got some ingenuity going, and I put an SR, SR radiator in it, too. Huh. Yeah. When you have angle iron and a rope boulder, you can literally do anything in life. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so well, the way I looked at it, I was like, my 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 two forty never overheated, so it should be sufficient enough for a BMW too. So, yeah, so I mean, built the car there, and I finished in Atlanta. The last things I had to finish when I moved down here was uh, drop the subframe, do the subframe reinforcements, uh, get a drive shaft and exhaust gun, and then like it was already running when I got down here, and then I ran my first event and. Uh, I blew up power steering pumps for four events. <laughs> so the F body power steering pump apparently is not strong enough for an E46 power steering rack. So would that be the same power steering pump as the LS1 power steering pump? So like most it's LS1 a, yeah, LS1, LS1 from a Camaro, like a okay. 99 to 2002 Camaro. Okay. That's what I was running. I've been having trouble with uh, my power steering leaking in my car, and I have an 04 GTO, which is LS1 GTO. Right. Um, yeah, the GTO pumps a little bit different because your your reservoir is separated, correct? Yeah, the reservoir is on top, and it's its own separate little thing that has a tube that runs to the pump. Yeah, the F body, the actual reservoir is attached to the pump. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah, like on top of it. Um, I mean, the reason why. 240, I don't know, even Miata, BMW, the reason why we all swapped to F-Body is it cuts down the, the length of the end for the most part. Okay. Yeah, so we all run that. So then I ended up having to actually switch to a BMW power steering pump, and I have not had a, had a problem since. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, what sold me on it, I was on this Facebook page called BMW LS Swaps. And I was trying to get answers. It's so hard. Like, DMW people are like hoarders of information. It's like the worst <laughs> thing ever. Like, they, they, they're, they're like, they just, everyone wants to be so, so unique. Like, even BMW itself, I went online. If I go online and I look up 240 power steering rack pressures and I go on uh, LS1 power steering rack pressures, yeah. I'm going to find it all. Oh, yeah. It's going to tell me everything. I look it up on BMW. Absolutely not. It does not tell me a thing. I had to ask a dude that did a BMW like LS swap, and he ended up uh, giving me the answers. But he had to like ask another dude for it that remembered it from previously. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of struggles. But then I found out that the F body only pushes out about thirteen hundred psi, and the BMW rack requires like sixteen hundred. Oh wow. Now, yeah. So, pump, did you like? Did you have to? Do they make a, a like a bracket to go ahead and add that one, or did you have to fab? Yeah. So, 
so ICT billet sells it. So I have an I have an F body alternator, so an LS one alternator, yeah. uh, with a single wire power source. So I wanted to retain that, but I needed to switch to a BMW power steering pump. Um, ICT billet actually sells it for BMWs. Nice. It was, I want to say it was like two twenty, two thirty, or something like that. I mean, and then if it, it's it bolts right in. That's yeah. I mean, you couldn't really ask for more at that point. Well, I really liked it too because I was like, I buy this, then I'm done. Because I can go to the junkyard and get a new power steering pump all day for thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many BMW the junkyard is ridiculous. Yeah, and then it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I got the Chase Bay's power steering uh, reservoir kit, and I'm also running a big ass cooler now too. Not super big, but like it's bigger than the one. I was literally running like a two row. So okay. yeah, I'm running like a six row now. So it, I I up the rows a little bit, and I get a little bit of seepage out of my power steering cool, like my power steering pump itself, but. I think that's just from overfilling for the most part. So I haven't filled it since I first put it together. Cause I'm kind of trying to get the amount of fuel, like fluid that's supposed to be in there to just be in there. I got you. You know what I mean? So maybe once it gets to that point, it won't spill out anymore. And it seems like it's going to actually work. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, but I, the newer chase bays ones, if it, anyone's listening that has had chase base reservoirs and didn't like it because they have a seat pool on the on the middle of the cap they don't have that anymore they got rid of it nice yeah and i just saw human just posted about his chase base uh reservoir and he's uh he fell in love with it as well i remember seeing a jake's reveal video and his car stopped running though (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of interesting oh man I love the new livery, at least, though. On humans, yeah, I like it's a lot more interactive with the crowd. Oh yeah, because that's basically what humans aiming for is just being interactive with the crowd, and that's exactly what his livery does. Yeah. It, it'll probably get parents and kids that just happen to end up at a drift event to be like, "Oh, that that was a cool car," you know, and then because they're not going to know anything about like forest wings, like style, you know, this oh, and yeah. that. Like, but like it's a lot more interactive with the viewer, and I mean, in the end of the day, depending on what you're trying to do, it is just that a spectator sport. I more than anything else, I feel like drifting in general is or can be like the top spectator. Like the, I mean, it's the most focused on the spectator sport because. Other than, like, in FD Pro 1, for instance, other than uh, Travis Reeder's new car, the sound and video, like, the sound and picture that you get from watching an event, especially live, is just unreal. Um, yeah, I like how you played that Travis Reeder's car because it doesn't make any sound. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's all I'm saying. Like, I... I stopped like on that on that event where I said I just wanted to be that group or those tandems that kind of stood out, and it's not really for me. It's like I want a good show, you know? Yeah. Because like, I mean, like some events, you know, you got different groups, and like most groups, like most people will come out to watch 
uh, like advanced or the like when I went to NSS, they made like a D group, like like not ABC, like they made a D group or an E group or something like that. And, and that's just like that group's coming up. You know that things are going to get crazy. Yeah. So you go out and watch it, you know, and like being in that group with my homies is like what I want. You know what I mean? Like, sure. that's what I want, you know, with, with Marco, my, my boys, Dustin chase. And if Robert, uh, if Rob ever drifts his Mustang. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's definitely something to, aspire to or have really um I, i've seen plenty of people especially in like clarksville and stuff that love love seeing like marco go out there with the vet uh just because of how much it stands out and you end up seeing more people just want to watch what's going on like i could i, I still couldn't believe uh the last event uh marco just drives into the grass with the corvette next to all the subaru guys uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like this makes no sense, but I love the fact that his car didn't spin out or anything bad happened. Whenever he's just taking his Corvette off roading, essentially, uh, for, yeah, for no real reason other than he might have spun out and went into the grass anyway. I can't remember exactly what happened on that run, but uh, yeah, I don't think I saw that the the very last event. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, I don't think I saw him do that. But yeah, no, my favorite thing is watching. Um, we were, uh, it was the event before this one where I was there and I just got my car painted, but I was having mad car issues. I couldn't drive and I'm roll. I walk in Marco's hoods popped and I walk up and I was like, what are you doing? It looked like he was like refilling his like radiator or something like that. Yeah. No, this boy was putting free on his AC system. <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> It's. I mean, it gets hot in that starting line. Uh, you got, oh, you got I know. Everyone and... You're talking to a dude with a V8 <laughs> inside of an E46 with like a wide pipe right underneath my feet, a hot CDO9, and no sound deadening whatsoever. Why aren't you it gets air so hot then? in my car. I need to add it. No. <laughs> I, I can't add it in that car. I'm too far gone in that one. Oh, I'd nitric, though. But it's uh, amazing that he's still that he was running his AC. Yo, he straight there. ran it and then like he sat in the car and turned it on. He just looked at me and nodded. He's like, Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You can just I'll just go hang out in your trailer and you can just go fuck off. <laughs> he's just sitting in there at the starting line, looks through the guy next to him, he's rubbing his shoulders chilly in his car. Yeah, like, like I'm freezing. I need a jacket, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but uh I do think the when, mode... when, or go ahead. Well, when Marco had his RB25 Neo, uh, I remember we were at Bowling Green and there's one of those water spigots, like the ones where you pump it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one of those in the grass and he had his RB25 Neo car parked right there. And that thing always had overheating issues. I mean, it wasn't RB. So he literally got the hose, you know, the overflow hose that yeah. goes in the radiator. He like, was pumping this thing up and put the put the <laughs> overflow hose onto this this spigot while he's pumping, pumping it. it with water, Pop, pumping water in through the the radiator the the overflow hose yeah. into the radiator. 
I think I still have a picture of that. It feels amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, just the different cars out there and all the craziness. Um, I I, I was, uh, it was hard to believe the car for, uh, if you saw Dustin Tobit's 240 out there. Yeah, yeah. That thing's a monster. Yeah, I think it was insane. Because didn't he draw that? He drew like a a Mustang before, right? Yeah, and he's Fox just building this S13. Yeah, he'd always have like a turbo Fox body, like running four six turbos. And I didn't realize he had an S13 that was a tuned up LSA. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. He pulled up, and like I don't, I'm not really good at faces and stuff. So when they said he had a Mustang before, I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah, I think it was insane. Like, uh, I decided personally, I, I, I ain't trying to drop the change to go supercharger. So that thing, that thing's cool in itself, though. I mean, that thing was lighting up the track. Um, needs a little bit better sounding exhaust, maybe because that thing—it's loud to say the least. <laughs> I mean, so personally for me, watching it, like I'm not—I'm not talking trash or anything. It's just me personally watching it as yeah. far as criticism goes. That thing spins tires so fast; it's more of a compliment <laughs> than anything. Like we need to get some some wider tires on it some pr- lower you, tire pressure wait wait did you see the tires he had on it what do you have 295s or 305s no way i don't believe that because i thought i saw him i thought i saw him with like uh like something like by nine or by ten wheels no on like with spacers nope <laughs> uh no shit yeah I, I i was behind his car at one point and the two tires together take up more than half the back of the car Dang. Um, maybe yeah. it just needs a bigger track. <laughs> yeah, like uh, maybe lower tire pressure. I don't know what tire pressure he is running, but they were at bare minimum 295s. There's um, this guy in a in a in Georgia. This this dude got a Whipple supercharger on S14. Oh yeah. And this dude he brings like 14 tires to an event and burns through all of them. <laughs> This dude's making like four, no, 945 horsepower or something like that. Super cool dude, though. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's real cool. And, but there ain't no keeping up with that dude. That dude's insane. I'd love to see like a good, like, full on butterflies, big blower on top of a car, on top of a drift car. I don't know. Blower's cool and all, but like, I don't know. That whipple sound is like its own special thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That that dude is like pretty cool. I think my next step is nitrous, just because I want to. Yeah, and honestly, a blower is a terrible idea for drifting. Um, at least for the ones I'm talking about, because usually you don't run any sort of air cleaner or filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, too much tire rubber getting into the intake might be a bad idea. I don't know. No, no you run enough fuel, it should burn it right out. So we do. It's natural. Yeah, just don't get too close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point, but just don't get too close. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, drift, but don't drift, drift. Exactly. Like, just kind of, like, kind of get sideways. Yeah. Can you half-ass it? Can you, can you just, like, not drift so good and, <laughs> like, lay back a little bit? 
Single runs only. Yeah. Can you go against the drift motto of don't suck and just, can you suck? I mean, is it that much? Sad? Yeah, the girl don't suck. Yeah. I think it'd be cool if Traction Optional would like run some other events too. Yeah. Yeah, because Jay, Jay, he might be there now, but this boy just got his engine yesterday. <laughs> And I know this because he got it at K1 built, which is 10 minutes from my house. So he stopped by my house first. <laughs> we went over there and picked up his engine and just got reassembled by Curtis, uh, which Curtis is also Dustin Miles. Uh, okay. Like mechanic. I mean, he doesn't do uh, tech for him anymore, uh, but all the car work for his car gets done at K1 built. Is but, this the secret 1J or 2J that he wasn't supposed to talk about, but he talked about on the podcast? Who? Oh, no, the, not Jay. Uh, oh. Not Jay uh, Shabino, Jay Glasgow. Oh, gotcha. Or Gazlow. Gotcha. Yeah. How say it? But, um, yeah, like, you know him from, like, Underworld Media oh, yeah, and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so he, um, he's been waiting for this engine to get finished. He had, he had, a, he had a little debacle. For those who don't know, his uh, his first one J um, after he got swapped in after getting a dynode, he makes it down to mid pond and the thing gets wrist pin knock. After dynoing it, and like like it, he made it off the dyno with no wrist pin knock, and he also ran two events with it. He drove all the way down to Nashville, like NSS, and drove all the way back home Jeez. in the same one day car after drifting it. So he got wrist pin knock. It was a it was a it was a mess up for one of the parts distributors that he had, and something happened. So he's been having the car, the engine get rebuilt and everything like that. So he just picked it up and literally picked it up yesterday. Got it in the car and running again yesterday. Okay. So he lives in Clarksville. Made it to Knoxville. Dropped the car off at a buddy shop and did the swap there. Now this boy got it running. Everything's good. He's driving all the way from Memphis to, or to not from Knoxville to Memphis for Midnight Madness <laughs> on a freshly rebuilt engine. Jeez. Hey, some may say that's where, that's what Driftson's about. Yeah. Also, this dude's going to be out of town for a full year and oh, yeah. won't be able to touch his car. So I'm sure he's trying to get as much seat time or drive it anywhere that he can in that case. Jeez. I mean, that's pretty much the only option. If he had a little bit more time, he would have drove mid-pond, he said, but um, that's what he had. Yeah. But since we trailed off, going way back to when we were talking about the redemption. Oh, yeah. Mid-pond. E4660, I made it. <laughs> I made it. I drifted the whole day. Nothing major happened. Nice. But I go to Clarksville. It took me till my third try to finally drift Clarksville. With no major issues. Yeah. So I, I trailered all the way up there the first time with the E46, and I had alternator issues. And I was about to start ringing, and I was like, I'm not having this right now. And then the second time, I just got it painted. I was ready to go. 
and I don't need to talk about those issues. That's that's another conversation. But just finally made it up this last one and got to shred with the boys. So nice. I've I've redemptioned all my tracks. But Jay now has Vidpon to redemption and he's gonna have to wait over a year to do it. Man, that hurts. Yeah. But gladly I've made it through and did my redemptions. That's good. Uh, so you got, so no more redemptions left. So all that you have to worry about is something breaking so you can redeem it again. No, no, nothing breaks. No, um, right now I'm playing broken. So <laughs> I got to fix the starter, drop the trans, figure out what yeah. exploded in my bell housing and stuff like that. But next to that, it should be pretty solid. I mean, for the most part, should we get to go? I mean, shouldn't be any surprises. Um, I wanted to rebuild the engine during the off season, but I kind of decided, you know what? I have given my LS absolute help, <laughs> not taking care of it pretty much at all. And it's still going. Yeah. So I kind of want to continue the tradition and give it everything I can give it and throw nitrous on it. Now with your LS, is it just stock motor or is it cammed anything special done to it at all? So it is stock bottom end, fully stock. Like literally the six O, I didn't even pop open a, a main cap or a rod cap. Like literally didn't touch it. Yeah. Um, I have four eight heads from my four eight. Um, why did I do that? Because I already had valve springs, like upgraded valve springs on it. Does that so, change up the compression at all by doing that? Probably, but in, in a <laughs> negative way, probably. So um, it's just another truck like another truck head. So, I mean, I wasn't too worried about it. Um, but I, I have a Texas speed two, two, eight R cam or one twelve LSA, which is a 600,000 intake and 600,000 exhaust gotcha. uh, lift. And I have hardened push rods, a trending upgrade uh, for the rocker arms, the bearings. I've heard it's pretty vital. Uh, as far as drifting goes, yes. Especially when you start getting more lift and you start going hard, high RPMs as much as we do. Yeah, it's it's a good upgrade. And then I also have Pac-1219 uh, valve springs as well. Okay. Which are 610 or 20,000 lift uh, capable and my cam is 600. So I'm in the range. Have you had um, a dynoder officially tuned or anything? <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about with the whole dog in my engine out. Um, I've never dynoed my car or dyno tuned it. Um, I've ran auto tune on it and that's about it. Gotcha. Oh man. Like I'm talking running the bank at 80 miles an hour at Lanier and <laughs> it's holding up great. Yeah. Uh, one thing great about living in Columbia, Tennessee, um, is we now have, what they're trying to do monthly car shows, but a guy actually has a fully enclosed trailer dyno that he brings to the car shows. Um, I'm just like, I'm always interested in seeing what the numbers actually that get put up are and drifting numbers vary so wildly, especially for grassroots because you have the guy out there with a stock K a making 140 horsepower, but the car weighs 2,300 pounds or whatever when they've stripped everything out of it. That they yeah, yeah, have exactly. a bunch of fun. Um, yeah, but, right, that's true. 
I have I have one friend that I'm pretty I'm I'm almost certain that his car is almost like it's kind of like beyond a sleeper. Um, he has a black Saturn Ion Redline. It's like probably like a 2004 model or something. 470 horsepower to the front wheels with a Saturn engine. And whenever, like hearing horsepower numbers and everything, I'm just like, that is dumb. Um, that's super, that's super cool though. I mean, oh, like yeah. no one expect that. Uh, and, and it's turboed. So it's nice and quiet. So it's just like, Hey, look, this guy's bringing a Saturn up here. 470. <laughs> I was just telling a buddy about that, like, like about like these cool ass like lowered like '95 Camrys or like '95 Corollas, like cars people don't usually modify, and then they put like three piece wheels on it and like lower it and paint it, and it actually looks really cool. Yeah. Um. I just wish more. I wish you'd see more rear wheel drive swaps and stuff like that, where it's just like. Hey, it looks almost like it would be a fun car since you probably put 10 grand into the exterior and then you have an understeer filled car. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is like, as far as grassroots goes, I mean, that's like what we, a lot of us are, it's like, it's not a feasible swap to do. You know what I mean? Like we can't all be French to God though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, not everyone has Papadakis, uh, sponsoring their race team. Yeah. And that stuff's, that's money right there. You know, like this is definitely what it is. And that's also like that big reason why it's like, not only like my work schedule wouldn't allow me to even do pro-am, but also on top of that, it's like, you know, you got a lot of heavy hitters out there. Not that I'm I'm scared out to go out and give it a try, but it's like, why not just use my money towards buying more tires and yeah. getting out my friends' doors, you know? Especially if you don't have plans to go towards Pro T or anything. If you can just spend the money on getting seat time and just keeping your car maintained, it sounds like the better option realistically. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like, they go out and they want to do this whole pro-am thing. And let's say they just happen to make it, you know? Yeah. In my opinion, for me, I would go out to pro-am as minimal as possible. You know, like, if I have, like, one homie that's down to help me out, so be it. But I would literally openly go out by myself. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask anyone to come out with me. I know I know the business, the, the schedule can get hectic. Oh, yeah, without but a doubt. Yeah, I don't like I don't like burdening people or anything like that, you know. So, I mean, I know that it's like, oh, I'll pay for food and this and that, but I, I just couldn't. I couldn't be like, hey, man, like, you mind coming out with me and this and that? Like, I know I probably got like a few homies down here that would be willing to do so, but also you end up I running just, into the event that you can't find anyone. And yeah, exactly, and then you're just kind of lost, you know. And I know it's like a team effort and this and that, but like the thing is, is like. I'd rather a team effort where everyone's just working on their own cars, keep them running. And then we all just go get on each other's doors. You know what I mean? That uh, it's just a lot more fun for me. I don't want to lose the fun of what I'm doing. 
Not sense. that the guys out there competing aren't, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. But there's also a huge difference between just going out and having a party and having fun when you're a pro one driver and you have sponsorships and you're actually getting paid for it versus typically pro two drivers that they might have some sponsorships and they might be getting deals on stuff, but they're still dropping a lot of money on trying to keep their car going to get their teams out there. Um, I mean, I think that's exactly it. I think it was a post from a Jonathan Hurst. Uh, where he he ended up putting up his expenses for one of the events, and it was like after doing trades and all this other stuff, it cost him like two grand or like two or three grand to go out there, and that was after deducting wh- whatever amount that he won at the event. Yeah, and I saw I saw his original video about something like that where he was um, working on. Or, or telling how much like the registration was for the the four events for the whole year yeah. for FV, you know, and that was pricey. And then hopefully you can jump on a program, but you know you're not getting a hundred percent supported, you know. Sure. And you know just multiple things. Yeah, he was doing like trades for tires. And he happens to work for like Dynasty and stuff, so luckily he was able to get a driver to drive him. But that's all luck. Oh yeah, uh, I mean you're having to penny pinch as much as you can so that you can survive the season and hopefully do another. Um, and like me personally, like I love drifting and all, but I mean it's more important to me to have the you know a, a furnished house and a and and food on the table than to what a lavish put lifestyle on the you table. Have there. Yeah, put ramen on the table so I can go out and drive an event in which I might get, you know, seven laps on rich man with his name brand ramen over here. Yeah, dude. Like I know all the good Asian <laughs> spots down in Atlanta. Come bring it. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so like here, like since I can't make it up to my homies up in Tennessee all the time, like I work to deal with like one of the local groups, uh, they're just some good dudes that love drifting, and one of them also does dirt racing, uh, Mitch. Uh, but Mitch, Devin, and and Daniel, like, they got, like, two. One has an S14 with a VH45 in it on nitrous. The other one's got a 1J VBTI. The other one's got a 350Z on some nice Leon Harditz. And we're trying to go out there and be the most okayest drifters ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a struggle. I talked, I talked to my boys though. Don't get me wrong. We're not causing shade or over here, you know, or anything like that. Like I talked to the boys and I was like, yo, I can make it to a lot more events than you guys can. And I'm more local to a lot of them. So I'm trying to get some team tandems going and yeah, we all got to make sacrifices. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's fun. I mean, I would, I would hi- highly recommend for some, everyone to try and come down to this area. Um, there's like two day events. There's all these events, you know. I, I also want to make my way up from here up to like Bristol or Emacs because I've yet to actually drift to one of those events. I, whenever do you know if whenever East Ten does those do those events are they just pro am or do they have the fun day like they did at NSS? 
Uh, I think there's one. Is the this weekend or last weekend? Um, they have comp on Saturday, and then the fun runs are on Sunday. That's cool. Yeah, so they they like book both of them. So, um, like if when when Excite GP starts back up for like I track, um, they it's a free for all. Like your qualifying is your free for all runs. Oh shit. Yeah, so so it doesn't like hurt the schedule or anything, but there's like they go straight in the top sixteen and choose top sixteen, and then from there it goes into comp bracket style, and then when somebody wins, it goes straight back into free for all. So it's like it takes like an hour out of the track time, so it's not too bad. That's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a good time, and it gives you that competition. Feel and those the excited GP drivers are like top notch. Like they're really good drivers. It, so with with them, is it a actual like? Is there any payout or is it like just? It's just fun. Okay. Like uh, I think somebody wins like a. I can't remember. Don't call me on this. Uh, uh, someone might win like a steering wheel or like get comp for another event. Tom like Elrond, just to get so you idea. will win a steering wheel. Yeah, you will. Like, I drove, I drove IA um, this last year, IA Atlanta. Okay. And I was about to leave, and then uh, Spencer contacted me, and he was like, "Hey, did you know you made it to top eight in the <laughs> in the thing?" And I was like, "Wait, what? Is it either top eight or top 16? Kelsey Rollings was running like in a like a like a comp thing, like a fun comp thing. Oh hell yeah. But then after lunch, like everybody was like, "No, nah, screw this comp thing. We just want seat time, <laughs> you know, because it's going to take time out of seat time." And then they ended up running it super late. And then I ended up uh, when I was on my way out, Spencer was like, "Hey, did you know you ended up in like in the show?" And I was like, "Oh no." He's like, "Yeah, but you weren't there for the meeting, so like they just replaced you." Oh shit! Yeah, and I was like, I was completely cool with that because like ten out of ten, like. By that time, I had ran out of tires already, and I okay. didn't feel like going to the tire changer and swapping tires. And I was like running the wall all day, so I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna count my blessings on this one." <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't, I didn't end up doing it. But anyways, uh, yeah. So like the Excite GP stuff, though, it's kind of top sixteen. It's just good and fun and everything like that. So. Um, I think they're starting it up again, like the end of this year sometime, just like just for the end of the year for probably like one event. Okay. But yeah, it's a good time. Um, just to get an idea of like who's running it though. Like, uh, you know, Nick Novak. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, he's such a good driver. He runs excite GP. Okay. Yeah. So like, we're talking like a dude that can like, Killing it. Get crosshairs on your door and just find <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Like, I actually have a video. Uh, there's a picture of one of my buddies, Daniel, with the the guys that I run with down here. Um, like, he's his tires inside of his door, like, literally. Uh, he, he had to replace his door after event I saw him at. It was either. I, I know he was at Turismo Drift last year. Um, I. I want to say he was at NSS earlier this year for the first NSS event. Maybe not. I think so. Okay. 
So I want to say he was one of the ones that was like damn near making it a rear entry into that first, uh, um, the turn after the sweeper. The the hairpin, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I think he just won first place at in Texas pro am. Nice, hell yeah. Yeah, I think I think I just saw a post like this week about it. Yeah, he just won first place in Texas pro am. That's sweet. Yeah, so I don't know what he's go, got going on. It seems like all over the place. Texas, Tennessee, Georgia, <laughs> probably Alabama. I don't know. Oh, yeah. All over the- um, just talking about the competitive level. Um, I don't know if you – did you uh, see anything from the LS Fest East last year? Uh, specifically regarding what? Just like the level of drivers that was there. Um, oh, I, so I didn't go last year, but I went the year before, and it's insane. Like those the 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 Naren racing guys are like they have like insanely fast cars. I mean, yeah, and you had at least three F, current FD drivers there. Yeah, because um, Hole, Hurst, and Human all H names. That's kind of weird too. Oh um, wow! That's- and then. Uh, I feel like there was one more but i can't remember who um but like yeah matt lynch was out there tearing it up in his mustang at the time i can't wait to see his corvette actually be running yeah um i think he ended up having to send the motor back to texas speed i really hope it gets back soon oh matt lynch yeah, yeah. he's been he has not been having luck on that corvette lately no he hasn't um good dude but yeah bad luck with that car lately um, I feel like there was other people I knew out there, but uh, was it Andrew Schultz? Is a hell of a driver too that was out there. Um, but yeah, just like I wasn't expecting that level of driving to be happening in the drift there. Uh, whenever I went last year, I was just like, okay, well, I guess I need to make this an event I go to every year now. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I had so much, such a good time when I went, it was either two or three years ago. Um, it was back when, like, Jonathan Hurst, before he got his pro license. So, yeah, I think it was last year. Um, yeah, not last year, the year before that. Uh, before he got his pro license. And, um, yeah, he was out there. My buddy Kyle, uh, in his super underdog E30 with a 5.3 with a junkyard in <laughs> was running it that's what i liked about it you know like there's got all these cars there's so many people that would stop by and check his car out and it's just like this wasn't even built in a driveway or a garage it was built in a tent (laughs) like one of those car covers like legit like age welded in in a car cover throughout the whole year like legit and it's like super cool i even made a mount for a bluetooth radio now that I think about it, I'm wondering if any, if even a single car at LS Fest East last year came with an LS in it. Uh, LS Fest West had quite a few because there was a Camaro, I know for sure, at that event. And I feel like there was a Corvette too. I don't remember all the cars. Um, <laughs> I know. Like, I find it funny how like nothing was like natively with an LS. Yeah, it's just all the cars we wish had LSs. <laughs> right. 
Like, I always say that my BMW is like a BMW G8. It's like the G8 BMW. For sure. Basically. Like, four-door and all. If I could redo it, though, I would do two main hoops on my cage and make make it a drift taxi rather than how I have my cage now. Is the back seat not usable at all how it is right now? I could put one seat. I, I don't know about fitting two, and it'd be a squeeze because you had to get under the door, like, like the down bars and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it'd be quite quite a squeeze, but I mean, it's doable. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I was thinking about when putting it together. I mean, depending on how wide the seats are, I could probably make a bracket and put it in. Because now that I've decided, like one hundred percent, like no pro am, my car is just gonna go out, be a fun slide. Car. Probably do like LS Fest and I don't know, like some fun competition events. I don't know, Carcraft Nationals, uh, Streetcar Takeover, like stuff like that, like spectator events. Is um, it still street legal or no? Uh, it's going to be soon. Nice. So I had a problem. So basically, long story short, I just got to register in Tennessee first and then register it down here. <laughs> It'll be here that way. But I just moved into a non emissions county. So, yeah. And I also want to wire in some turn signal before I do cr- too crazy, but... That sounds like I mean, a good idea. I did it. So the first time I drove my S13 with the LS in it, um, I was using hand and arm signals, which <laughs> it worked out. But yeah. I feel like people don't know what that means anymore. Probably not. Um, yeah, I fully believe that people don't know what it means. So, like, they think, they think you're smoking a cigarette when you're telling... <laughs> When you're saying I'm stopping, yeah, um, or like you're trying to get some good air when you put your hand out for a left turn. <laughs> um, that was one thing I laughed about. Uh, Dustin Tobit's car of his just painted over back tail lights. Uh, no yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> like it makes me wonder, like what what are you trying what are, what are you trying to race and are you trying to race at all? Because I mean, you need brake lights. Oh yeah, and and. Uh, according to him, that was the first time he's ever taken that car out of the driveway. Um, I want that was his masking. That was his masking tool. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. I mean, if you could just paint over something like that, it's better than masking or just taking the tail out tail light out completely. Yeah. I mean, some half it has to look pretty cool. Yeah. Or yeah. or or I'm on this whole like clear taillight kick. Really? Yeah. I still don't know how I feel about the clear taillight. It's like the whole crystal taillight look or whatever. I think it depends on what color, honestly. Like, if you're... Like, it looks good with the red. And I, I felt a certain way about it at first, about white. But then I saw it again, and I was like, actually, it's not too bad. Okay. And then I feel like it wouldn't look great with blue. But honestly, that's just because I haven't seen it. I've changed my mind a lot when I see stuff in person. I need to get new headlights on my car. I don't want... I would never get clear... Like the clear look over taillights, but... Um, like the like the no color going on headlights I don't, don't bother me typically. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting another S13 here soon. Nice. Uh, yeah, from a buddy in California. I'm going to get shipped over here. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, he's a good old uh, high school friend of mine. We go way back, and he wants to move out of California. Smart move. It's expensive in California for anything. And he's living with his parents, so he wants to get out of there. Like, like he did it just because, like, it's financially responsible to do so. And he wants to move out of there, and he's like, I love building cars, but I don't necessarily like driving them. So... To like help him with his move, I told him like I'll buy the S13. It's a running driving SR hatch. Okay. With it's fully kitted, two front cage, everything. Sounds great. For a real good price, <laughs> and it's fully built as well. And I can't wait to get it because I'm gonna add AC to it. <laughs> It'll be your AC drift car. It'll be my AC drift daily, not really daily, but fun drive around town car. Uh, I, uh, I 100% hope that I get to see you and Marco pulled up at the line at Clarksville, both with AC on, just kicked back at some point. Yeah, but like drifting with a distance. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I got AC now, boy. I ain't, I ain't getting on doors. Yeah. Marco, yeah, stay away. Was- stay away with that witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. So, no, like, I've been wanting a street car, and my buddies are just, like, yelling at me, like, I thought you said you wanted to drift uh, a street car, and you're getting something caged. It's a track car. And I was like, nah, the thing's still got a compressor. No, no, it doesn't have a compressor. It still has the EVAP system and the heater core in it. So I'm like, that means I could add it back, which is fine with me. If it it has a... If it can have a radio and can have an AC, then it can be a daily driver. I'm definitely adding a radio, which I am not scared of wiring, and that's easy. It's a lot of wires, but power, ground, remote wire, and then two wires per speaker. Yeah. And I don't even need four. I can probably just wire two, and I'll be good to go. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even matter where they go. As long as they're connected and making noise is all you need. They could both be left speakers. It's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my goal, though. Have another one of those. And then part of me wants to buy, like, a 350Z or a G. Just load up on cars, so no matter what, I can make it to all different But... I, I have, like, I, I probably have the biggest bias against those cars out of anyone I know. No, so I, I have, I have, I don't have anything against them. It's just that there's so many of them. You know, it's the easiest car to like pick up, throw coils on, weld the diff, and then probably even just run like a cheap angle kit on. And then you're out there slaying it, you know? And it's such a smooth car. And then like at the clinic, I was riding with this kid that was like doing pretty good. I was sitting at the start line, and man, that AC felt so good in my face. <laughs> I rode with him for four runs. I rode with everyone else one run. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I was I was being selfish. I'm not gonna lie, but like yeah. that AC felt so good in my face, and I just I allowed it to happen. See, my bias for him comes from doing media and being on the outside of turns, listening to straight piped VQs. I understand that. Yes, <laughs> and that's I already know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. There we go. That's why my I have a bias against them. So, what gives me like a, a higher want for it is that 
my good friend, I don't know if you're familiar with like Z body parts or G body parts and stuff like that. My friend from crown carbon crafting, he's the owner of it. Like we go way back and I hit him up. They make wide body for them and everything like that. I hit him up just randomly. And I was like, Hey, if I get a Z, will you hook me up on body panels? And he's like, of course, dude. (laughs) And I was like, I want one even more now. Yeah, I want one even more now because, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't. They're like, I'm like, Jay was like, you can fit like 245s on a stock body, like, you don't need wide body. I'm like, dude, but I can get it. <laughs> it's not the point of I need it or not. I can get it. Yeah, but I can get 12 inch wheels now. Exactly. Like, it's. I mean, none of us need turbos. None of us need V8s. But we have. Hey now, hey now. But we, but we just have. Far. That was not too far. I've had, I've had like a big turbo SR. I've had a. You have fun with the sake. Look at Jay Trevino. Yeah, tons of fun. Yeah, that's true. He does have as much fun as everyone else combined. I think. But power is really fun. It's really fun. Throwing lots of smoke out is really fun. Yeah. You know, so you definitely not show throwing shade on the on the high powered guys because I personally just love building stuff. I love building stuff. Um, I like driving just as much, but it took every ounce of me to not want to take my engine apart <laughs> during the winter and throw upgraded internals and run like a. 150 200 shot on my LS. Oh shit. So now since this I've been dogging this engine out and it's been doing pretty well. Small amount of blow by, but it's kind yeah. of to be expected because I don't I have no idea how many miles this thing has. The 100 shot of nitrous. And there you go. It seems like you really need to at least do rings. Oh, no, I'll do it. Okay. But I, honestly, I'm at the point where I just want this thing to blow up first. <laughs> oh, dude. You, were you at the overnight drift event at Clarksville? Are you, are you, ta- are you, are you bringing up that dude with the turbo and LS bar? Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone needs any persuasion on why <laughs> an LS is not a bad idea, <laughs> he is the biggest influence on why it is not a bad idea. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. There's, and, and I think Jay even, me and Jay even talked about this. Uh, the two best things that happened that night were one. Yeah, no, I heard it. The I heard what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Oh my God. That dude, his car was for sale. <laughs> he posted it for sale and it still had the door ding from the generator. That's amazing. Yeah. No, like we were chilling out. I was up in Tennessee and I think like Jay or somebody saw it. And they were like, yo, this boy still got that dent on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and uh, Connor Grant's uh, fired up uh, burnout that he did. Um, yeah, that was pretty great. Well, honestly, I don't know what's better. Like, or what was more entertaining. The fire from him after his after the run. Or once the fire was out, like 15 minutes later, him just going and doing another like 30 second sitter. Dude, it was absolutely, it was absolutely starting up afterwards. 
And like, because we like, we see them rip it, like, it warm all back day. up or anything. It was just like started up. Okay, guess I'm gonna go do another sitter. Yeah, we saw him rip it all day. So like him doing that was like kind of like whatever. But when that being caught on fire and they put it out, everyone's laughing and drinking. And then like, wait, <laughs> like it wasn't even. Like, it was probably like five minutes. It wasn't even that long. It wasn't. And he just starts it right back up, and that thing's running, and it's like, dude. That's what's up. Holy shit. Oh, that was unreal. Yeah, and then, because I, I, I was messaging him the other day. He's like, well, I guess I need a new motor. There goes $400. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I'd, I'd, I'd cry a little bit. I'm just, no. $400. So, like, my SR, in just machine work, I spent $860. Yeah. So then, like, after a year of my SR, driving it, making good power, you know, pushing my back into the seat, my turbo started going out. And I was like, this is bullshit. I'm going LS. That's all it took for me. I was <laughs> like, I spent all this time, all this meticulous time into doing this properly, and my turbo goes out on me in one year. And, and honestly, I, I want to say stories like that are what leads more people towards LS swapping or 1J or 2J swapping. Um, so a, a good, like, a good, I, just to get an idea of just how ridiculous things, these things are, I put the engine together. I'm not even going to lie. I have two different head gaskets on it, like probably different thicknesses too. <laughs> and I loaded on the trailer to drive in Lanier. And, like, I see this water dripping from the engine. I was like, oh, like, what hose is leaking, you know? Yeah. No, this thing was leaking from the head. Like, between the head and the block, water was leaking. So I was like, yo, this shit's straight coming straight out of the head gasket. Yeah. So then I was like, I'll figure it out tomorrow. So I left on the trailer. I drove to Lanier the next day, literally 10, mile, 10 minutes away from my house. Sure. I unloaded it. Humble bro. And then I was like, I didn't even like look at it. Like I was like, it's leaking still. I just popped the coil pack, uh, sub harness and all that stuff off. Yeah. Popped the valve cover off. Literally took two minutes, and I got a sixteen. I think that's the size of the head bolts. I got a sixteen, and I don't even know what number. I just cranked them down even tighter. <laughs> and to this day, I have not leaked again. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that you uh, took the scientific approach and getting it down to torque specs. There was no spec. There was just torque. That was it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like at this point, I, like it wouldn't have surprised me if you were just like, "Yeah, I took the impact out on it and dug it, dug it, dug it, and it's fixed." If I had an impact, I might have done that. <laughs> um, no, no. There's there's guidelines. There's there's lines that you don't cross. And assembling an engine internally. Or on heads with an impact is something I won't do. But some people do it. There's but, this meme. But torquing that, down heads without knowing the spec that you're torquing down to is fine. It is. Okay. Because it stopped it from leaking and I didn't blow my engine up. Okay, fair enough. I literally ran. <laughs> I think that day I ran hot laps eight runs in a row. Holy shit. Yeah. This, I'm telling you, it's insane. It doesn't make sense. It, it's it's a beast. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. 
And like, if I, if I treat a turboed vehicle slightly wrong, I'm, I'm low five, like 50 horsepower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's angry. It doesn't want to work properly and this and that, but no, like, like how much of a purist were you when you had the SR versus going to the LS? I like argued with my buddy. I'm like, dude, you're going LS dude. Like I'm staying with Nissan and like, how much is your LS going to make? He's like, well, base power is like 350. I was like, yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to make 400 horsepower, you know? But then that's like after like being fully built and like, you know, running 20 PSI and shit. Yeah. I think I was running 18, not 20, but on pump gas and everything like that, I probably could have made more on, uh, on, uh, E5. Yeah. With bigger injectors and all that. But yeah, like I argued with my buddy and then finally I was like, I'm going LS. Because now, with your LS, do you run E85 or are you running 93? 93 octane. Sometimes I'll treat her real well. I don't even buy the the good stuff. Like I'll get the uh, <laughs> I'll get the O'Reilly's octane booster that looks super generic. Oh, that's nice. And I'll like I'll dump that in the tank. Yeah, I won't even get the one with like flames on it and go like 108 octane octane booster or some yeah. crazy stuff. Like I'll Lucas, get the O'Reilly. No, Lucas is way too nice for my car. I need yeah. Generatane. You know, I showed up to the Cordial event. Me and uh, me and my buddy Mitch, we tested the track, and we were we went out there. It was glorious. We were just sliding, <laughs> good time. Just me and him, no one else. Just wind in our face. It was a good time. And then we both vapor locked. We both <laughs> went to the event with no fuel. Oh man. Yeah, and then and then I just put fuel in it. And it was good to go. I overheated at uh, mid pond. I went up to like two seventy, and then I left it running. And then when I went back down to like one ninety five, one eighty ish, I took it back out and drove it. Okay. Yeah, Man. like do that. Do that on a rotary. Let me just say, <laughs> do that on a turbo car. Do that on an inline six. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can. I'm not saying you can't, but you're not going to get away with it every time. Have, have you considered doing the swap to 85 with the current build? I do, but I'm like super in this low budget phase right now where I'm just kind of keeping her going as it is. I got you. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy seeing what it can take with as minimal as possible. So the four, eight, my four, eight, I bought it for $260 Shit. full bottom end with heads. So it was like long block, Yeah, but it didn't have an intake, but from the same guy, I just bought the intake LS one intake with aftermarket fuel rails. No injectors though. Which oil um, runs on those? So for the 240, it was the good old Canton oil pan, like the steel one. Yeah. Uh, for the BMW, it's rear sump. So it's like a Holly okay. 302-1 or something like that. You probably run a ridiculous amount of them. Uh, I think it's like... I think I only put like six quarts in. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, um, I'm just used to like the 240s having to run front sump. So uh, like... I said earlier, I have the 04 GTO and it's a front sump. So yeah. I'm, I'm super limited on my oil pan options for my car if I ever want to change out. Yeah, so it's like a Holly oil pan and then 
no oil filter location, but I also have a oil baffle add-on to it. Yeah, makes sense. Like, it just bolts right in, and then you run, like, an LS3 oil dipstick, too, which sucks, because <laughs> half the time the dipstick, like, thing doesn't want to come out. Okay. I have to, like, force it out, and I have to force it back in. And it's really random. I don't know why it does it, but it's getting caught on something, but... Yeah, it's pretty straightforward and simple, though. That's cool. Um, I want to say the hardest thing for the BMW and LS swapping it was finding a place that will build a drive shaft. Really? Yeah, two forty was easy. I just went down to Dave's drive shop, drive shaft shop in like Nashville. But then I talked to Dave's, and he was like, "I can extend your drive shaft. What cars are going in?" And I was like, "A BMW." And then he was like, "Oh." Those are friction welded. Like the yokes are friction welded on, like the fitting for it. Oh, really? And then, yeah, that causes like an issue with balancing or, or welding or something like that. There's like two or three different places we tried to take it to in Tennessee that wouldn't do it. And like one in Kentucky. And then luckily I found a place here in Nashville where it was literally four minutes away from my house. So I took it down over there, and sure enough, they made me one. It had to be a two-piece drive shaft, which I really don't care. But it worked great, though. No vibrations, nothing crazy. And it works really well and fits really well and has good quality, so I'm not complaining. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know we've already been on here for a while. Is there anything else that you're wanting to chat about while I have you on here? No, I mean, if you have any more questions, uh, but I mean, as far as me, I mean, I don't know. I feel like our timeline on this whole thing has been all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there's probably like three like story arcs that we hit and didn't finish. Yeah, um, no, I believe it. That's exactly like my life. That's fair. <laughs> I start a lot of things and don't finish them. Yeah. Yeah. How, how many not running cars do you currently own? Oh, so get this, zero. Wow. I am not the normal car guy that you run into. I don't have a bunch of different cars and this and that. I have my 2016 Duramax and a trailer, and that's my daily slash tow pig. And then my E46, which technically it, it does run, but I have to get a starter replace. But other than that, it does run. It does, in fact, run. And that's it. Those are the only vehicles I own. So you only own two vehicles. Yeah, I'm like, I'm different. I'm a very different drifter. That's it. Like, I'm like, I don't mind to be completely honest after the stories. But I'm about to have that S13 with the SR. Yeah. And that does, in fact, run as well. Yeah. And I'm going to register it and drive it around because that thing still has stock uh chassis harness and everything like that and turn signals and everything works so headlight all that yeah so it's it's pink it's a pinkies up type of car is it uh pop up and down headlights or so it's actually a sylvia hood with a type x style bumper and leds inside because you know uh, a huge complication with um tube fronts is not being able to incorporate the pop-ups back in. 
Oh, gotcha. And I bet he didn't really think about that when he was building it. Because he also built this car in his driveway as well. Nice. Yeah, but he's a lot better of a fabricator than I am, so I fully trust his work. Well, uh, I hope that car ends up kicking some ass for you. And uh, hope to see you out of event here in not too long future. I guess uh, it won't be in the next four weeks. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, what's coming up? There's like a bunch of events coming up. Yeah. Um, I mean, Clarksville's been trying to do an event every month. Yeah. Uh, LS Fest, Grid Life. Maybe Grid Life I you might got- get to see you. Yeah, I'll be a, I'll be at Grid Life. Um, I might make it up to LS Fest just to like come hang out, but I might not. Um, there's like a ton of events. So Atlanta Motor Speedway actually just opened up running monthly events too. Nice. That's very cool. Then. Yeah. It's kind of like the IA layout. Okay. But apparently there's like a ton of seat time and they only charge 20 bucks. Dude, you can't beat that. Yeah. Um, it's like an hour and a half from my house. So pretty much an hour away from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, like South and, I ran IA and it was pretty fun, but like me personally, I'm like, if I'm going to run the IA layout, I might as well just run it in IA. But 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I mean, that's true. But like, the thing is, is like, I'm like, if I, like, I'm not worried about like going out and embarrassing myself or like smashing into a wall and then like disintegrating my car. Yeah. So like I'll 100% rather that happen in front of a bunch of people than just like no one there. <laughs> Fair enough. At least it's something to talk about, you know what I mean? I'm all about the good times with friends. Yeah, you, you need those memories. Exactly. So, yeah, I got I got a nice video of me running up on the wall at IA and also a good picture of it. So that's all That's all I'm trying to get at is the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they just started that up. And then they also do once a year 4th of July drift. And next year, I'm going to give full effort. I'm going to try and be one of the drivers in the 4th of July show, which they drive the road course. I need that road course is the same. I wonder if there's any Turismo Drift thing happening this year at National Fairgrounds. Is there Turismo, Turismo Drift happening? I don't know. I need to double check on that. I think the event page is still up for it, but it's been there since last year. Is it just like a one event thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to hit. I really like the idea. I really like the idea. I wish there was more of like, um, I think LS best is like, it's like a $1,500 purse first place. And then like second place, I want, I don't know what it is like, you know, 500, a thousand or something like that. And then third place and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I feel like there should be more, Ex, expedition, ex, ex, exhibition, I think that's the way to say it. Exhibition events. Yeah. Where it's kind of like you just get like, you know, these big companies, like they can do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like it doesn't even have to be a huge company. Like it doesn't have to be Falcon or anything. Like even just local companies. Like I don't know, out in, out in Nashville, let's say Dave's Drive Shop shop and, you know, companies that are willing to put their name out there to kind of promote themselves and be like, we support what you guys do, you know? Sure. Like, 
if Dave's drive shaft did it, maybe a couple race like race shops out in Nashville did it. I know there's at least Even one major just, driver that runs an oil change. Uh, yeah. Time, so. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe a local AMS oil or something like like they don't have to put a lot of money. They literally need to put like a hundred bucks. Like people will go out and drift to win three hundred bucks. Yeah. And like a steering wheel, maybe or something like that. Everyone loves steering wheels, you know what I mean? Like, or a set of tires of your choice, or something like that. Not of your choice within a certain limit on SimpleTop.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, so or or Walmart. That's where I get my from. A, a gift but anyway, card for tires. What I said, a gift card for tires. Yeah, just something towards the next order or something like that. Like yeah. I feel like, feels like fun runs your fun. And comp is like kind of cool, but like that in between, like something that would make it worth being in that in between. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want. I can't remember if it was in Minnesota or where, but I believe this year there was or is an event that's like a ten or twenty grand payout for a event. Um, yeah, I'm not even talking about like sanctioned. Up. Yeah, I'm not even talking about like sanctioned or like. You know, like a, a drift shootout. Like, I'm talking like a one event thing. You know, there's fun runs available, but then also like there's a comp thing and everyone has a chance. Yeah. H- have like a, let's say a, a 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. fun run stuff going on. And then like a quick qu- qualifying for invited or like a like pre registered drivers that they know are actually going to be competitive in it and, yeah just like that yeah exactly um and then you just have it go from like 3 p.m to 4 30 qualifying stuff and then take a break and then like a five to eight or nine or whatever comp. or open qualifying yeah you know like stuff like that um always i i yeah i i mean as long as you can get the numbers down low enough, that that's always the worry. And uh, I guess just the business-minded part of me, because um, if you end up having too many people trying to open qualify, then it can just be a huge hassle trying to get everything figured out to get in the running for actually doing a top sixteen or whatever out of it. Um, yeah you end up having to limit the number of drivers at the event in total, or you limit how many can go into the qualifying anyway. No, I mean, I I think it's, I think it's a lot more simple. Honestly, I think it's just like, you just go out and drive. And then there's like three judges that just kind of like watch people drive. Like in every run group, obviously you're intermediate and, more advanced drivers would have a better chance at it, obviously from the, from the get go. But, um, but it gives everyone a chance to drive all day for one. That's yeah. the main thing. Everyone to go out and fun. And then next is, you know, they announce who's top 16 or something. They just start top 16. Um, which is kind of like already a thing. Like SOD did it like that already. Like, uh, excite GP does the same thing, but I'm just talking like, some type of incentive, you know, like not that I think I'm ever going to make money drifting. I know for a fact I'm not going to, but it'd be nice to get some, some of the money that you paid into it back. 
Yeah, just kind of like a, a fun a fun wager, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this means I can repair my exhaust next week. <laughs> yeah, like all the damage I just got during this event, I can repair it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and like, and like literally. And then also, if, if there's like there's like companies supporting it, it just feels better for the community as a whole. Oh, you know, out. like we're pretty much lone rangering every event. You know, like you get like the general like. You know, like East 10 has their sponsors, you know, that sponsor like, you know, AZ Rags and, and, uh, I think, uh, Bet Nuts is one of the title sponsors and stuff like that. And then like, you know, uh, what's it called? The uh, track Motorsports, they have their own as well, but it's sure. all like, it's like local shops and stuff and, and that's cool and all, but like, what about local businesses, like big businesses, I like you. something like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what I, one of those random, like toilet thinking that I get going on. Yeah. Well, I always wish there could be more local tracks popping up where it could be more of a regular thing to just be like, Oh, you know, anywhere you go, you have a racetrack within 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. Um, and then you can try and get more of that advertising type of stuff going on. Uh, just having the bigger variety to reach out to for uh, sponsorships for events, drivers, etc. Um, no, I completely agree. Um, that, that's why I'm going to run for mayor of my town and say that we're just going to bring Columbia, Tennessee, a racetrack, and uh, yeah, get that figured out. Dude, do it! Like, <laughs> how, how serious are you about that? Because, like, I support you. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll see how much it costs to run a campaign. Um, I feel like it's a winning message that I'm bringing to the table. I got like 10 bucks in white claw. I mean, I've never heard of a better donation. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but I already drank half the white claw though. So, um, can, is there any way to seal off the rest of it? I mean, I could tape it back up and then give the rest to you, but just don't like shake it because there's like a lot of loose air in there, so it'll like sense. swish around, you know. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so, oh, but yeah, man, yeah, I, good, good topics, Joe. But we're definitely gonna have to go ahead and get a get get something organized, and we'll get like a big group going on this. Yeah, this the Podskis. Does Marco normally have uh, 120 ran inside of his trailer where I'd be able to set stuff up, do you think? 120? Um, so the trailer is no more. Oh, that's sad. He, yeah, he just he just sold it. He he wanted to downgrade because that thing that thing was cool enough, but it's a little excessive. I mean, yeah. who needs a shower? You know what I mean? A lot of people. What? <laughs> no, um, no, it, it was just, it was too big. And then like, it was kind of like that trailer. It's not that it couldn't handle the Corvette, but it was more designed for like large, like smaller vehicles, like ATVs and stuff. Okay. So you saw that ramp length. It was like, it was not intended yeah, for a lower Corvette to drive up and down. Cause like me personally, I have a metal trailer, like a big old ramps and they're heavy as, as can be. Sure. And I hate picking them up and putting them on. And like my idea of an enclosed trailer with that is that like I unlock it and just lower that thing down and drive off. You know, maybe 
add like a little bit of wood to it, but not like the entire the length of the ramp. Wood. Yeah, where you're like you're doing like a a power clean to yeah. pick this thing up to bring it over to the end of the trailer because then that would defeat the whole purpose of having it enclosed. Yeah. For me, I don't think Marco minded it, but like to unload his car and load it, he had to like back up onto ramps on his truck, I put the you. put the wood out, and on top of wood, he had to put other wood on top of the wood. And then put the ramp on top of that, and then back the car. I mean, what's wrong with having stacks on stacks on stacks? I mean, that's like okay when it's like twenties or hundreds, but like stacks on stacks on stacks. When four by sixes. Like two, yeah, like four by six, two by twelve, something like that. Like it's, it's not ideal. It's not, yeah, not what fair. everyone wants. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to get an enclosed here soon too. Um, but definitely not one like that. Yeah. That was a cool, it was a sweet trailer. He made a good sale on it. So, um, actually playing Xbox with him here a few minutes ago and we were talking about it and he's just kind of waiting for the right deal to come up before he buys another one. And I'm trying to sell some wheels and my trailer to get a new trailer. Best of luck, man. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get off here then. I thank you very much for uh, joining me. Uh, it was an awesome time. Thank you, yeah. You know what would be super cool? If we actually talk in person. <laughs> I mean, that's overrated. I mean, it'd be cool and all. I mean, we can, like, we can, like, make up, like, fake Facebook characters and, like, Fuck talk man. to each other that way. Yeah. That sounds good. We could be, like, keyboard warriors. Oh man, that sounds like the best kind of life. Yeah, and then when we meet up, we're like, "What's up, man? It's nice to see you." <laughs> and then we just walk away from each other and never talk again. <laughs> yeah, but like awkward, where you like pick at your nails while you're standing next to each other. Hi, um, I, I think Hi. the person that I was talking to. Um, you're you're okay. Yeah, you, you look like a decent person, but um, I I feel really uncomfortable. And I'm not going to apologize, but I don't <laughs> want to have problems. Fair enough. <laughs> All um, right. Well, okay. you have your good night. You do the and same. I'm glad, I'm glad the audio cable's plugged in now. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, will, I will catch you the next event. Sounds good, buddy. Take it easy. All right. You too. Bye. Later.